the nature of your emergency. Good morning, police, fire, military, and families, and to everybody who is listening in on the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Welton, joined this morning by my beautiful new friend, Miss Kathleen Trotter. Kathleen, how are you? Oh, I'm so happy to be here. And we were chatting before. I feel like you're my new fast friend. We are laughing. I love laughing. And I love, yeah. Anyway, I'm excited to be here. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I love the aesthetics of your, your gym in the background. I'm going to have to send you a picture of ours, too. I, I love home gyms. I we can talk about that at another time, but I think that there's much more benefit to having something like this set up at your house. But um, I wanted to bring you on because I was asked to interview you. And when I'm reading through your profile, good morning, everybody. I, I couldn't help but pause and realize that you're teaching fitness in a way that I have never seen somebody else teach it. And it's something that aligns with everything that we do at my coaching practice, Leo Warriors, which is focusing on the mindset. And when we think of hiring a personal coach or a trainer, we don't usually think about mindset. It's all about, you know, how many days and reps do we need to put in at the gym? How many macros? What should my diet look like? And your approach is completely different. Good morning, everybody. So I was just admiring her gym as well. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. And so I think it's so cool for... Give it a little bit. A little, there you go. <laughs> I love it. I think it's so cool for us to be able to touch on that today. So that's what we're going to be chatting about. And Kathleen, if you can hold up those books for us, please. Oh, yeah. Any opportunity. She is a fitness expert, a personal trainer, life coach, and an author. And she's going to be gifting out these two books. So we're going to give it away to two people. Whoever comments the first questions inside of the chat right now, we'll make sure to address those. And then Kathleen will send those to you. I'm on my cool down walk. I love it. That's perfect. Perfect timing. Um, so if you could just talk to us a little bit about your methodology and how you weren't, you weren't always this into fitness. No. Yeah. So mindset's critical because listen, Derek Sivers has this quote, if knowledge was enough, we'd all be billionaires with six pack abs, right? Like, so we know eat more vegetables, drink more water, move more, sleep more, like, but knowing and doing in all of life, but particularly with health and wellness is so hard. So most people who come to me, they basically know the captain obvious things that they should be doing, but it's really hard. Like life is hard. You know what I say to my clients is humaning is hard. And we have so many different things that we're trying to juggle. Um, there's just so many moving parts and it's easy to put our family first. It's easy to put, you know, you've had a really long day at work. So it's like, well, I'm just gonna stay up and, you know, video game or watch a bunch of television because it feels good in the moment. And then the next day you can't get up to do your workout because you're tired. Like it's just easy to put momentary desires and momentary life realities ahead of, you know, long-term sustainable health and wellness, even though ultimately if we don't have our health, like what do we have? We can't be, you know, there and present for everyone else in our life. So I really work with my clients on mindset and strategies to turn their health wishes into goals and to connect the dots between wanting and doing. Uh, and I do that for people because I've been there the first half of my life, you know, my parents got divorced. I'm like six feet tall and I was awkward in my body. And my mom was a single mom and we moved around. And I just, I hated being Kathleen. I hated being in my own skin. And I was constantly in this like tug of war in my brain of like, you should work out, you're fat. And then this like, but I don't want to, I'm embarrassed. I don't want to leave the house. I want to stay in bed. And there was this constant like cycle of shame and being rude to myself and belittling myself. And none of that worked. Um, and I just went more and more into my pattern of feeling like, crap. Uh, and most of it was because I didn't have the mindset. I didn't have the tools to sort of say to myself, like, yeah, 
you're having a bad day, but a bad day doesn't make a bad life. And if you want to create your fitter future self, which is the name of my second book, like your fittest future self, it's that starts today. And so what do I do today that is going to create the, the future me? Um, so I just really, truly, I believe in mindset. I believe in um, mindset is how, like literally how your mind is set to so your perspective, how you look at the world, but also how then you look at yourself and how you talk to yourself um, and how you basically parent yourself, right? Like most of us are so much better to our kids. You know, we schedule fitness into our child. I see this with my clients. Like I'm not a mom, but so many of my clients are, are parents and they will schedule like ballet and soccer and baseball into their kids' lives. And they will, you know, pack snacks and they like, they're so like everything about their child's life is so taken care of and so healthy. And then they don't apply the same skills to themselves. And so much of that is a mindset, um, mindset thing. So I don't know, that's a really, really long answer, but basically mindset and how you talk to yourself and how you think is connecting the dots between wanting and doing. And with health and wellness, it's so easy to want. I've been there. I've wanted so badly to be fit. And I wanted so badly to respect myself. Um, and it took a lot for me to get to where I am today. So I don't know. How does that land with you? Does that sort of make sense? Yeah, I think that, that's awesome. Because when we're, when we're born, up until the time that we essentially move out of our house, and, and even a little bit after that, we have some control um, some kind of authority over us, right? We have our parents, we have our teachers, we have, you know, our bosses and we get older, we go to college. We have all of these external forces that are like putting the discipline on us. So I loved the the sense of parenting yourself in the way that you yeah, just said. Yeah. Um, I forgot to mention, we're doing another giveaway of our grunt style stop whining t-shirt, which I think mm -hmm. is an amazing t-shirt. So whoever comments the most within 24 hours, I'm going to send that to you. Make sure to I drop your that. questions stop right now for whining, Kathleen. Yeah. I know well, it's perfect it's, for this interview. Yeah, it's perfect for how you talk to yourself, right? Because that's part of it is it's this really delicate balance of, so I have a group coaching course and I call it kick your ass with compassion. And I think that that's the trick about mindset and how you talk to yourself. It's this really delicate balance of really holding yourself accountable and not whining. As my mom used to always say when I was a kid, like, you know, stop whining. She used to always say, she would get Kathleen stop. And then I would have to say whining because she hated when I did that. And then she'd say, and there always is a, and then I would say a solution. And that's really how I work with my clients as well. It's like, okay, so you don't like this uh, GPS, your health, if that's your destination and there's all these traffic jams and meaning you can't do, you know, plan A, plan B, plan C. So what is plan D? Like, how do you find these solutions? How do you talk to yourself in a way that allows yourself to find the solution. And so that is that balance between you have to have compassion. So you have to talk to yourself kindly and like you're a parent who loves yourself, um, but you also have to hold yourself accountable. So compassion is not like, oh, well, who cares? Like, I'm just not gonna work out today. It's, it's like, no, I respect myself and I love myself enough to say, okay, a meeting came up and I wasn't able to get to the gym. So can I walk on my conference call? Can I take my kids to the park and play a sport? You know, can I do some calisthenics while I'm on the floor, you know, with my grandkids or like whatever it is, like, what is the solution? How can you find a way? Because something is always better um, than nothing. And getting out of that sort of belittling self-talk that you just, you know, you're sort of just borrow more and more into your sort of self-hatred and your self-loathing that just, it doesn't help. Uh, so you have to kind of find a way to, to get out of that cycle. Um, and good, good morning to you too. Whoever drops two questions down below, we're going to send each of you um, one of Kathleen's book. And if nobody does, then she's just going to send them to me. So I just yeah. want to put that out there. Um, <laughs> so, like, 
Kathleen, you have a question that they don't feel comfortable in the chat or they think of later, you know, you can email me through my website. Like I love hearing from people. This honestly, health and wellness literally changed my life. Um, and I went from somebody who would walk into a room sort of hunched over. I felt I like I really I did not like being Kathleen. And listen, I'm not perfect now. I do not claim to be perfect. I make mistakes all the time. But I am able to walk into a room and and feel like worthy of being there. And I think that's the difference. Like when I make a mistake, um, it's not an indication of my identity. I'm not a bad person, which is what I used to feel. Like when I was growing up, if I didn't, you know, you know my mom would say like, you have to take ballet. And I'd go to ballet and I'd hate it. And I would lie to get out of ballet class or lie to get out of gym class. And I felt like I was this bad per person who wasn't worthy. And, and now it's like, I make mistakes and I'm like, yeah, okay, how do I learn from the mistake? Like, it's just, I don't know, being active changed my mindset, changed my life. And so if I can help anybody in any part of their journey in that, I, I would love to. Thank you. So you, you talked about the GPS strategy yeah. and I know that you have a different approach when it comes to finding your own fit. So if we can break this down into a tangible form for everybody that's listening, what does it mean to find your own fit? Basically stop with the comparison game. It is so easy on Instagram and social media to be like, oh, well, my favorite celebrity is doing this or my father or my mother. All that matters is it what works for you. So if you want to go to a gym, that's great. If you want to work out that's at home, that's great. If you want to take a dance class, a sport, um, if you want to take yoga at home, like I really got to stop comparing sort of other people's makeup done up fake faces to your own inner world. It's so easy because we feel our own sort of, we see our own warts, we feel our own insecurities so strongly. And then we compare ourselves to this imaginary perfect that's out there that just like perfect doesn't exist. So instead you have to say, what is sustainable for me? And what is that I something that I will do now, knowing that now can change. So if you walk for 10 minutes now, that can turn into 20 minutes, which can turn into like running, which can turn into weights. But if you don't do the now, now, you don't have anything to tweak. You don't have anything to work on. Um, one of my favorite books is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he talks about the idea that you have to standardize before you can optimize. So you need to standardize that you can move and that you do move. And then you can optimize how you move after that. But you have to say like moving is a non-negotiable, uh, but how I move is up to me. How I move depends on my fit. Um, so, you know, my story with that is that, as I've already said, I hated being active. And eventually what my mom said was, okay, here's the thing. So far we've tried to make you be fit based on like the things that normal quote unquote people your age do, ballet, gym class, softball. She's like, I just think that you're more comfortable with people who are sort of older than you. Um, and so let's take you to the YMCA. The demographic is like over 40 and under five. And let's walk on the treadmill for 10 minutes. And that's what I started with. And honestly, then that turned into 20 and some weights. And then it turned into me taking aerobics, which turned, it, turned into me teaching aerobics, which turned into me going to university for like um, to become like kinesiology. And then I did a master's. But it was all of this thing that like it was, I started where I was and I found my fit in that moment. And before that, my fit, everyone was trying to make me fit like a square peg into a round hole. Because it was like, well, kids your age do this. And it's like, yeah, well, when you try to make me do what kids my age do, I lie and I pretend I'm sick and I don't go and I like half-ass it. Um, so I would just really challenge anybody listening to be like, okay, in the past, what have I done that I've actually enjoyed? What is realistic for me now? Like if you're, you know, if you're in a season of your life where you have multiple children or you're working a crazy job, maybe not now is not the time to, you know, go to the gym for two hours a day. Maybe now is the time 
to work out at home or be what I call a busy multitasker, which is like you take your conference calls as you walk, um, you know, you walk at work, you go to the park with your kids and as they're playing soccer, you do push-ups and lunges. And um, so you have to figure out what your fit is in this moment based on your life realities, your financial realities, your injury history, your goals, like what is fit for you? Um, so I don't know if I like, I don't know what's your fit. Like what, what kind of stuff do you like to do? Can you give an example, like what's sustainable and enjoyable for you? Yeah. And I'm very fortunate because, um, I have germophobia <laughs> and I say I'm fortunate because of that, because through, throughout the past 20 years or so, I've accumulated an abundance of workout equipment. My gym is nicer mm-hmm. than most gyms that you can go and pay a monthly fee for. Um, but right now I bought the mirror. So the mirror oh, is, connected, so is curious. Yeah. connected to an app and they just partnered with Lululemon. And so there's thousands and thousands of different programs that you can go on. So for me, my fit is actually getting outside of my fitness zone and experimenting with different things like bar and dance and things that I don't typically do because I'm usually like cardio and weightlifting. Um, we do have it. a question on here. Whoever just said this 100% I remember Facebook isn't real. I'm giving you a big fat kiss on your cheek right now. Okay, so I guess one question I used to have is how do you break the negative mindset? Personally, I was lucky to have somebody pull me up and out and guide me to a better way. What do you have to say, Catherine? Oh, that's a really great question. I mean, first of all, it's patience and it's realizing that our programming from, you know, years as children, like it does, it's not a light switch, it's a dimmer switch. I think that's the biggest thing um, is realizing like the fertilizer that grew us as humans doesn't just be washed away. Like that is still within us. So you have to work with who you are and you have to work to say like when these negative thoughts come up, instead of being like, you know, why are you thinking that way? You have to sort of be like, okay, hi, like inner critic, like, you know, you were probably really useful when I was a kid and thank you so much and let's have a coffee and then you know we'll chat and then you, you know what I mean like it's these things are all parts of us so as opposed to being really angry understanding where they come from and understanding that it's a process um I, I've been in therapy for 20 years so I have found that unbelievably helpful but you know maybe it's talking to like a like a, a religious person if you if you know you can talk to like a priest or a rabbi or like whatever that is you can go to therapy you could journal I find journaling really helpful a uh, really good friend I think it's just important to have somebody to talk to, um, whether that is just a journal that you're talking to, because you've got to get your thoughts out of your head, because when they're in your head, they just like cycle around. And when you can see on a page, that could be helpful. There's a book called Reboot, um, this life life coach called Jerry Colonna. And he has this great exercise that when you journal, as soon as you see your like, he calls it your inner crow, which would be like your inner critic come out in the journal, write it in a different pen or highlight it. So when you go back and read your journal, you can be like, oh, interesting. That was my inner critic. So you can start to see different parts of yourself, even in the journaling process, because that's what's so great about therapy. When you're there, you say, well, this is what I feel. And then the therapist like, well, or could that just be like a thought that you're having versus who you are? And you do you discuss it and you change your thought patterns and your inner dialogue. Um, and that's just, in whatever way possible, you have to find a, a way to, to do that, whether that's a friend um, or some type of like support group or whatever. Um, and just having a huge amount of patience with yourself, because as I said, I've been in therapy for 20 years and I still think and do things. So I'm like, oh my God, why am I thinking and doing that? And then I have to say, instead of getting mad at myself, I say like, okay, interesting. I'm thinking this, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to believe that thought. Like thoughts are not facts. Thoughts are not acts. Just because you think something doesn't have to mean that you do it. You can think it and you can think, oh, like interesting. Okay. I hear you. But you know, I'm not, I don't need you right now. Um, that particular thought. And maybe when I was a child, I did, or maybe I didn't, or who knows if it's a coping mechanism, but 
it's just about reflecting and being aware. Um, and yeah, and, and I don't know, I'll give you one more thing that my therapist said to me that was really helpful. She made me do a journal for two weeks uh, around working out. Because when I first started, I was quite depressed and it was hard for me to sort of get out of bed. And like, I was just, I was going through some hard stuff. And she said, okay, every day when you wake up, I want you to say, what number are you on a scale of one to 10? 10 being great, zero being bad, like mood wise. And then she's like, I want you to do things like workout. And then when you're done the workout, I want you to say what number you're at now. So if I went and hung out with a friend or if I did a workout or if I went to work. And what I noticed was the things that always made me feel better. It didn't make me necessarily a 10, but if I started at a one, I'd finish like my workout at a two. Or if I started at a two, I'd finish at a three or I'd go for a walk with a girlfriend and then I'd go from like a three to a four. And so what I would see is that mood is not finite, mood is static and that I had agency over what I could do to change my mood. And so now I'm much better at that if I'm having those negative thoughts, I'm like, okay, I'm having a thought, but a thought can change and how am I gonna change the thought? Okay, can I go for a walk? Can I do a run? Can I lift some weights? Can I phone a friend? Um, and it's just, I think it's sometimes we feel really that the thought is more powerful than us. And it's really helpful if you can find ways that teach you and teach your brain that you are more powerful than the thought and that you have agency and you have control. Um, and just because you think something or just because you feel it doesn't make it true and doesn't make it permanent. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Those I are some power helps. words right there. Whoever drops the next question down below, Kathleen is going to send you one of her books. Thank you, ladies. I need to get ready for work. Hoping to catch up on one of my breaks. I love that. Oh, yes. I've been so stressed out about falling back into my old self and these huge in this huge life change I'm going through. So I started grabbing the dumbbells to break up the study monotony. Yes. Not full sets, but I'm still moving. So before we wrap this up, Kathleen, this, yeah. this goes perfectly into the next question I wanted to ask you, which is, you talk about sneaking in fitness. And a lot of the times we think of, you know, being a fit person means that we need to hit the gym seven days a week, but you have a different approach to that. So what advice yeah. can you give us? Well, I mean, I wouldn't even say that I have a different approach. I have a yes and approach. Like if you can go to the gym for two hours, you know, five days a week, go for it. But I know with me, like, like that's not, just, it's not always possible depending on the season of the, of your life that you're in. So my point is not that going to the gym you know, is bad. There's nothing bad or good. It's just the most important thing is that you're always moving and that moving is a non-negotiable. So if you can find ways that every day um, that you can go to the gym and move, like, as I said, walking on conference calls, going for a walk with a friend, or I have what I call the plug and play method. So it's like, you have a list of things that you can do in like five minutes in 10 minutes and 15 minutes. So if you find like, Oh, I have an extra five minutes between meetings and you look at the list and it's like, oh, dance for five minutes. You put on some music and you dance around um, 10 minutes of yoga. So whatever it is that you can just be like, it takes the cognitive load out of it. So it's not like you have a break and you're like, oh, what should I do? I don't know. And then by the time you figured out what to do, the 10 minutes is gone. It's more like, okay, here's my list, plug and play, move. Just really embracing that some movement is always better than no movement and little bits of movement add up. Uh, and just because you go to the gym in the morning doesn't mean it's okay to sort of sit on your butt for 12 hours and do nothing. Like you want to, yes, go to the gym, but also make sure to prioritize activity of daily living and, and do things and feel good. And, and so much of health is community. So go play a sport, go for a walk, you know, take a dance class. Um, I loved what you were saying that you're trying different like classes. I have a girlfriend and we call them fit ventures. So we'll just go try different classes. And like, sometimes we don't even like the class, but it doesn't matter. Cause I saw her, I tried something new. It's data. It's like, Oh, I don't like that. I won't do that again. Like it's all just part 
of having a meaningful and engaged life is seeing people and doing things and trying things, getting out of your comfort zone and just, you know, not thinking that things have to be perfect. And that's, I really, honestly, if, if, if people get one thing from me today, it's that like, life is never going to, perfect is a mirage. Your fitness is never going to be perfect. Life is never going to be perfect. It doesn't exist. So don't let the, the aiming or the hoping for perfect stop you from just doing what you can do in this moment, whether that's a glass of water or going for a 10 minute walk or putting on some really good music and dancing around and being like, yeah, like life is good. I have, again, it's that I have agency. I have that intrinsic ability to do something for myself that is powerful, that will make my day just that little bit better. Yeah. And I, I know that today isn't, isn't Monday, but you do have something available for people who do want to get moving on Mondays. Can you tell me the name of it again? Oh yeah. So I have, I just, every Monday on Instagram and Facebook, I put up a Monday moves. It's just like a different exercise. So sometimes it's like an Eldoa, which is like a posture move. Sometimes it's a core move, like a Pilates move. Um, sometimes it's a strength move and you can go there all on YouTube. So if you want to sort of put together a workout, you can go, there's like full seven minute stretches. There's stuff on the foam roller. It's mainly just, I think that again, it's, it's that sort of piece of here's the knowledge, but then I normally in the work in the video, I'll give like a little bit of motivational tips and it's just a little bit of Kathleen. So if you're like, Oh, I don't know what to do. You're like, do that. And then often doing that little thing will spur you to do, do more. Perfect. That's awesome. And I know your website is KathleenTrotter.com. I, I know that you have a new full body reset program coming out, which I think looks pretty amazing. You currently have another online five week course that people can can go ahead and yeah. click on and your you're amazing. you need to come here. and be my PR person. You're like, have all these things. <laughs> I love it. yeah, yeah. The reset program should come out probably in November. It's a digital course. It's going to be super fun, but the uh, kick your ass with compassion five week. It's like this course on zoom. It's every Thursday night at seven 30, starting November 10th. Um, and it's just online group coaching. So it's, it's super fun. And the magic kind of happens between. So we have an hour long meeting on Thursday nights. And then in between for the week, like you tell me your goals. And then so every day you get a little email from Kathleen that's like, how is your daily walk today? Or how are your vegetables going? Right. It's like, I become your accountability buddy. And yeah, it's, it's a good, it's that community aspect as well. Like great people take it. And it's just fun. It's all just fun. That's awesome. I feel like we can sit here talking about this all day because there's a million topics we can cover. Um, so we might have to have you back on, but in the meantime, I would love that. Great. I just wanted to say thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who has tuned in. If you have any more questions, drop them down below. And then Kathleen's in our group. So I'll make sure that we go ahead and tag you. So thank you. Thank you again, Kathleen. And I hope everybody has an amazing day.